With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all of the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when you use code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with the DraftKings daily fantasy lineup. Baseball fans, you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now is the time to get in on all the daily fantasy action, where DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players, so what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Croshaw with me today. And Chase, this is kind of weird, but we're sitting right across from each other. It's not over Skype. How are you feeling? I'm sure you're elated to see this beautiful face right across from you. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy. What a dream it has been. I've just fantasized about this day for weeks, maybe even months. No, but we, we got a, a fun mock draft and WNP coming up after this. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're back in town with, with the boys. We're going to have an in-person mock draft. So we figured we'd do a Bulls broadcast in person, too. Absolutely. It's going to be huge. The 100th episode of the WNP podcast that comes out on Thursday. If you're interested in listening to some good fun and mock draft talk before the official NFL draft talk. But, Chase, this is Bolts broadcast. we got a lot of talk about today. Uh, first, we're going to be talking about Probably the coolest idea I've ever seen in hockey. Uh, it involves the Stanley Cup. It involves our Tampa Bay Lightning. We'll talk about that here in a sec. We're going to be talking about Stamkos and you know his injury. We didn't think it was really that going to be that big of a deal, but turns out that might not be the case. Game review, game preview, and then after the commercial break, going to be talking about some league stuff. The NHL regular season gets extended, some OHL, QMJHL, WHL stuff. 
all that. But Chase, first we move into the Tampa Bay Lightning and their little uh, resort type experience, Airbnb type experience that they're doing. It looks amazing. And if I wasn't a broke college kid and you weren't a broke recently graduated college kid, we'd be going. Yeah, I mean, that that latter person sounds very depressed. They broke recent college graduate. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that's fair, dude. It, it's it's freaking sweet. So if anybody hasn't seen it, you know, we retweeted it on Bolt's broadcast Twitter, so you can check it out there. But you get to spend the night with uh, the Stanley Cup in Emily Arena. You get a five-course dinner, a private arena tour, a skate session on the ice, and a personalized stall in the locker room. The $5,000 goes to a charity. I don't know what charity that is specifically. But I mean, it's it's an awesome idea. You know, it's on Air, Airbnb. So if you've got the money, go check it out. If you want to go spend the night with the Stanley Cup, uh, you can literally sleep with the Stanley Cup. If you, you, know, you th- think about it that way, it's 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 just it's such a cool experience. And I I wish I wish I had the money to do it. Absolutely. Like I, it's probably the smartest idea I've ever seen come out of an NHL team. Like what, you said, five thousand a night, right? Yeah, that's huge money. And they're going to be making huge money off of it because who doesn't want to go get a five course meal, spend the night with the Stanley Cup, be in an awesome arena. It's such a great idea. And for businesses, which hockey teams are businesses, for them to be losing money because of COVID, this is a super cool way to get it back. And the fans will love it. Yeah, I mean, it really, it, it's fantastic. You know, obviously only one team is the Stanley Cup winner, so only one team can do it at a time. But, you know, in the future, maybe this is, you know, something that we see, even without the Stanley Cup, maybe other teams, you know, do this. I mean, we talked about it before in a previous show, how the Red Deer Rebels were living out of their rink. So, you know, why can't fans pay, you know, a little bit of money to stay the night in like, an NHL rink? Yeah, I doubt it if we don't see this ever again. This this feels like it's going to be coming more and more often, uh, and I'm glad that Tampa did it first because for some reason this just reminds me of Disneyland or Disney World when you can sleep in Cinderella's castle. Like that's very exclusive. Uh, not everyone can do it. It's a lot of money. Everything like that. This feels like that, but in a sports side of things. So that's absolutely amazing. But Chase, let's move on to Stamkos, our captain. Um, unfortunately, it looks like the injury is worse than we thought. Yeah, so Stamkos has officially been placed in LTIR. It's a long-term injury reserve for anybody that does not know. Uh, this, this sucks. You know, we talked about it episode two ago that it sounded like he was going to be back at the end of the week and we'd be good to go. But he was placed in LTIR re- retroactive to the injury. Uh, odds are he's going to be out for the rest of the regular season. Uh, hopefully he's good to go by playoffs. You know, maybe we see him at some point in the regular season, but it's kind of unlikely. You don't usually put guys in LTIR for that reason. So, you know, hopefully Samer's all good. Obviously he missed pretty much all that playoff run last year, except for that one magical moment. And we'd love to have him part of it this year. I mean, it, it just, it doesn't feel the same, you know, him coming in and playing three minutes in a Stanley Cup playoff run to win it. So it, it would be awesome for Stamkos and awesome for the lightning. If he was able to be healthy for the playoffs. Absolutely. And I don't want to say that making the playoffs is locked up for us because it isn't. But when you look at it, we're pretty high up. We got 60 points. The next closest team that is currently out of the playoffs in the central is the Chicago Blackhawks at 47 down 13 points. They have an extra game on us, too. It seems like this is a guarantee to be in playoffs. So don't waste like don't waste Stamkos's health like let him get full health. Let him get back to full health. Let him be ready for playoffs. Having Stamkos, Kucherov back together during the playoffs would be absolutely huge. Uh, I I don't know the 
extent of his injury, but this could also just be a precautionary thing. If it's a little tweak or something that's just bugging him and has been bugging him over the last couple of weeks or so, it could just be like, hey, let's just give him the rest of the offseason or let's just give him the rest of the regular season. We've seen that before, and I, I think whatever it is, let him sit out the rest of the regular season. Hopefully he's back healthy for postseason, and that's going to be huge. Yeah, for sure. And it's kind of, you know, like in a way what we see in Kucherov, you know, he hasn't played all year. Uh, I mean, he's been skating. He's probably good to go. But we get to save the salary cap where obviously a team is going to make the playoffs so he can come back when the team doesn't need the cap it. So, you know, putting Stammer on that LTIR does clear up that cap space. Uh, creates a little more flexibility if you need to call somebody up. So it it, it all works out kind of, I guess, again, I don't want to say it works out when your captain's out injured, but like it, it kind of does at the same time because, uh, now, you know, there's an opportunity to maybe shuffle a couple different guys in and out of the lineup down the stretch, especially once we officially clinch a playoff spot. Absolutely. Well, Chase, let's move on to our game review. We had two games against the Florida Panthers against Little Brother, and uh, it it was a tough two-game stretch. Uh, we won the first one. However, it was not in a dominant fashion by any means. It came because of an overtime goal by Victor Hedman. Uh, It's nice to see him step up in overtime and get that game winner. We talked about him in the last episode, how it seems like he's kind of struggled over the past couple, couple of games, couple of weeks. And so he steps up here to get the big winner. But this game wasn't a dominant fashion for Tampa Bay Lightning whatsoever. No, there's one reason that Tampa won this game, and it was Andre Vasilevsky, like, plain and simple. I mean, he literally got on the score sheet. He got an assist on top of making 36 out of 38 saves. Uh, he stood on his head all night. He was fantastic. Uh, you know, Hedman showed a little better. Ross Colton keeps on rolling, which is nice. Um, you know, that's something that is good to see, that even when this team gets kind of outworked and dominated, you can still come out with a win. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of what we expect to happen with this team, really, because you're not going to be able to go out and dominate every night. But if you had those off nights and you can still come out with a win, you know, that bodes well for the playoffs. Once you're rolling, they're going to be a hard team to beat. You know, we already, we already know all this stuff and we talk about all this stuff. But regardless, it still is, a, I guess, a little concerning because you hope this bad juju doesn't keep on going because it has been kind of a decent stretch with this, like, weird play. Yeah, absolutely. And then when we look at the next game on April 17th, this past Saturday, uh, when it came to on-ice action, it was a little bit closer. However, the score sheet did favor the Florida Panthers as it was a 5-3 to final. Uh, the one thing I think that should be pointed out, Sergei Bobrovsky was a net for the Panthers, and he didn't look terrible. He looked like he was actually a, cop- a competent goaltender, and we haven't seen that since his Columbus days. Yeah, man, he's he's been rough in Florida, but, you know, it, it, good for him, I guess. You know, he, he can play a little better. Regardless, you know, he's getting that money. He's getting that bag. So I, if even if he struggles, I'm, I'm sure he's not spun it too much because if they, some for some reason, feel like we can't do this anymore and they got to go a buyout route or something, he's going to make a ton of money regardless. So whether he's playing good or bad, he's getting paid good for him. But if he can play better, you know, I'm sure he'd still prefer that too. I don't know, Chase, if you saw, but the newly acquired Sam Bennett for the Florida Panthers, he had a big game. Two assists, two points on this night, a plus three, and that's something that I didn't really see coming. I mean, Sam Bennett with Calgary for a long time, a guy who was drafted very high. However, he didn't really reach that potential. Well, in his debut with the Florida Panthers, he looked really good. Is this something to continue, or was this kind of a honeymoon moment in your eyes? Yeah, I I mean, I I don't expect him to continue to be in offensive presence because that's just kind of really not the player that he is. But he he, he could go in and and continue to be an impactful guy. Like, 
he's not going to necessarily get on the score sheet, but he, you know, he plays an all around pretty well game. So don't, I, I yeah, don't expect him just to be like a point per game guy going forward, being a top six guy, someone using every situation. Absolutely. Well, Chase, let's look forward into our next series. And this is a back-to-back series on Monday and Tuesday versus Carolina. Carolina, a very good team. I believe they're still sitting first in our division. If not, they're second behind Florida, but a very good team nonetheless. They made some moves, some that we didn't really like, like the Hayden Flurry move, but... This is going to be good competition for us, and with us struggling, this could be a tough two-game stretch. Yeah, it's not going to be an easy bout by any means. I assume it's going to be kind of one-to-one, kind of what we predicted and what we saw with Florida. Uh, Tampa should be able to come out with one win. They might drop one as well, and that's fine and dandy. You know, it's, you're playing a top team. It's going to happen. Uh, so just you know, like play your best, kind of recuperate from these two kind of you know awkward, unfortunate style play games. Uh, you know, keep refining your game. Uh, you know, let these guys that are a little bit deeper in the lineup get more opportunities as we kind of seen with Ross Colton, you know, playing fantastic. So might as well just give them some more ice time down the stretch. Uh, try to keep your top guys healthy and get ready for the playoffs. And Chase, we talked about how this young offense is very talented. They've got a nice, deep defensive core. But what seemed to be the downfall of this Carolina team coming into this season was their goaltending. However, that really hasn't been the case this year. Their goaltending has actually stepped up. Uh, I won't say that they've been the best in the league, but Nedeljkovic, he's looked very good this year. Uh, And um, what's his name? Peter Mrazek, he's stepped up too. Uh, Goaltending overall for Carolina looked like it was going to be a weakness. However, that hasn't been the case this year. Yeah, I mean, it's shocking. Well, I, I, first of all, I want to start off with Alexander Nedeljokovic. I don't know why I should saying that right now. I'm usually good at his name. Um, he should have been an NHL goalie probably a couple seasons ago, honestly. He's got a ton of talent, and he's finally getting that opportunity. And he's still not getting the full opportunity that I want him to. Like, I really think he should be their guy going forward for the years to come. You know, I, I know they've got a, a Russian kid in the system. He's pretty good, too. So maybe until he comes over. But, but good for Nedeljokovic. And, I mean, Mrazek and Reimer's the other one there, too, right? Uh, yeah, they're they're both been you know, playing well when they need to. It's really just been a tremendous surprise. You know, I'm sure that defensive core is something to help with it too. They they can kind of help limit those grade A chances and kind of swallow up rebounds. Uh, but re- regardless, their goaltending is playing well. Uh, it, it's going to be hard to beat going forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I also just can't not mention the young studs that they have on their team because they're so good. They've been so good for quite some time, and they're going to continue to just dominate the league as they continue to get older, continue to learn the game. Andrei Svechnikov, Sebastian Ajo, even Toivo Teravainen has been really good for them. He's a little bit older, but they've got such a young core, and we talked about it, what was it, two, three episodes ago when we were drafting our under-23 team. Andrei Svechnikov was the first overall pick for good reason. Yeah, and I mean, don't forget your boy, Marty Nakosh. He took him as well, too. We took two players from the Carolina Hurricanes. You know, that bodes well for them. It's a team that always had a tremendous defense these last couple seasons, but the offense was still kind of trying to get it going. But it's really all coming together now. So really going forward, if they can have a true proven number one type goaltender, uh, they're going to be a hard team to beat for a lot of years. Absolutely. So this is going to be a close series, one to definitely keep an eye on. Both games at 7 p.m. Uh, going to be great games to watch. So make sure you can at least tune in to one of the two games because I feel like there's going to be some great competition happening. But Chase, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. And on the other side, going to be doing some updates about the NHL and then all of the leagues in the CHL. 
HF Boards is the internet's largest and longest-running community for discussion surrounding ice hockey, including coverage of the NHL, college teams, and anywhere else the sport is played globally. Join in nearly half a million active conversations happening now on HF Boards. All right, Chase, and we are back from the commercial break. Um, Some updates with the leagues. Let's start with the NHL, of course, the most important league that we know. Um, Way better than the KHL, by the way. Um, But the NHL regular season has been extended. So we're going to see playoffs push back, and it's... It's something that I know the NHL didn't want to happen. They wanted to be able to start the regular season next year on time, but pushing it back, it's the best case scenario and you got to do what you got to do when it's COVID time. Yeah, a hundred percent. So it's getting pushed back till May 19th. So a month from this episode releasing, uh, it, it really just adds on about a week or so to the season. It, it's really meant to benefit, you know, teams like Vancouver who have, been out for it feels like a month now. I don't know the exact timeline, but it's been quite a while because they've had such a horrible COVID outbreak. So, that you know they have a lot of games to be played. It was like 19 games in 31 days or something like that. Uh, you know that that's tough. So, extending this it helps maybe give a little more wiggle room to them and some other teams too because there's probably going to be a couple more games canceled throughout the rest of the season. Absolutely, and for teams that have already played a lot of games a majority of well I mean all teams have played a majority of their games but for teams that are you know haven't really missed games and have played a lot of games there's some more rest time for them and going into the playoffs that's key so it's going to be exciting to see what teams start hot maybe because they played three four games in the past week and they just caught fire during those games or maybe teams that start hot because they had a little break they had a little bit of rest time and they're going against one of those teams that are very worn down but chase let's talk about vancouver we've talked about how they had just a horrible covid situation horrible covid outbreak well now just more of a mess in vancouver really yeah it, it it's been really as as the kids would call it a shit show um we've we've seen jt miller former Tampa lightning he he's been pretty outspoken about the situation. He he thinks it's kind of, it's kind of bush league that you know they're out all this time. They get a practice or two, and then bada bing bada boom, you go play games. And you know that, that's fair to say because when you have COVID, I, I haven't had it, so I I don't like I can't attest anything. But I, I can't imagine that you're able to work out because you're having respiratory problems and you're, you're feeling sick. So it, it's hard to stay in that shape. So just to you know not be able to play for three weeks to a month to only get a couple of practices and get right back in. That's tough to do and. This Vancouver team, they're not making playoffs. They know they're not making playoffs. So it it really doesn't benefit very much for them playing. And they're playing the Ottawa Senators for like a, like a good chunk of their games too. Both teams are not making playoffs. Just, I know the NHL doesn't want to do it. Just cancel those games. Who cares? It's it's not really going to benefit anybody. This is just making players upset. It might make players injured. might cause more health issues. Um, but like, it, it, it's just kind of garbage to me. JT Miller has spoken out. I'm pretty sure Bo Horvat's spoken out too, team captain. Uh, it, it really is just a mess. Yeah, and that's really unfortunate because we saw in the beginning of this season, teams only got two, three weeks in training camp and then were on their way to playing games. Well, with Vancouver, they're kind of in that similar spot. However, their competition have been playing. Their competition have been practicing. So Vancouver is just at an extreme disadvantage right now. And it's because of an unfortunate outbreak. It's not like... 
at, at least from my point of view, it's not something that they could control. It's not something that they wanted to happen. So uh, I think it's kind of a mess. And I'd be interested. I, I know you said that you don't think the NHL would do it. And you think that is probably the best route to take. Uh, just cancel the games between Vancouver and Ottawa. I wonder how that would affect everything. Obviously, it's got to affect the draft lottery. It's got to affect, I, I don't know, a couple of different things. It's very interesting. Just, just, just on, on the spot, here, here's a thought that I had. You know, if it's going to affect the draft lottery, just do it by point percentage at that rate. You know, it's, it's kind of kind of what happened last year anyway. You know, point percentage you get into playoffs. So just do it that way. If a team doesn't play six or seven games, I mean, at that point, the odds of them going on a really big stretch, like a, a bunch of wins or a bunch of losses is unlikely. You, you, you've kind of seen what they did all season. Their odds are they're going to kind of play at the rate they've been playing at. So the point percentage is, is a fair estimation at that point. So if, if that's going to be the case, you need to cancel games, just go by. Yeah. The, the point percentage. That's fair. I also feel like the reason they pushed or they extended the regular season is probably because of Vancouver. You think if Vancouver missed like, I don't know, two or three games rather than their whole last month that they'd be pushing it back. No. So that, that makes me think it's not going to be a, you know, just cancel it. But I, I don't watch Canadian hockey games because that's obviously on TSN. We're in America. Uh, so we don't really get to see those games very often. Uh, but I can tell you Vancouver, Ottawa, I really wouldn't be interested in watching anyways. Yeah, that's fair. All right, Chase, well, let's move on to the OHL, QMJHL, WHL. We got some news on those, so uh, let's talk about them. Yeah, starting off, uh, the OHL season seems to be nearly impossible. It's going to start at this rate. Uh, the OHL provincial government has uh, you know, put out some more mandates of some more lockdowns and shutdowns. Uh, the, the OHL looked like it was getting approval to maybe get started here soon, but with, with the new lockdowns and shutdowns because it's just horrible in Ontario, the COVID outbreak, uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be happening. And to start a season like in May, when normally you'd be playing the Memorial Cup at that time, it really doesn't make too much sense. So I don't imagine that the OHL is going to play. Meanwhile, the QMJHL, the WHL, they've been playing for the most part. Uh, the QMJHL's played all season with breaks here and there. The WHL started, you know, a month or two ago. Connor Bedard lit up the league, in case you hadn't seen. So it, it really sucks for these OHL kids. They didn't really get much of an opportunity to showcase themselves. Um... Oh, uh, I forgot to put this in the news. Just remembered. Uh, we tweeted about it though. But but Jack Thompson, our, our former podcast guest, uh, OHL reminded me he, he signed a professional tryout with the Syracuse Crunch, so he'll be able to go in Syracuse and get some playing time or at least some practice time. But he's one of those o OHL kids. Obviously, he was drafted, so he doesn't have as much to prove, you know, as someone like Ethan Cardwell, one of our previous podcast guests who didn't get drafted in the in the first go around, and he was looking to get drafted this time around. So a couple guys got to go over to Europe and they got that opportunity, which is great. But there's a lot of kids who didn't, and they just don't have a season this year. Uh, some kids, it's their last year to get drafted, and they're looking to have big years, and now all of a sudden they can't, and they might not get those pro tryouts. It, it just sucks. Yeah, it's an absolute mess. And first, I'll hit on the Jack Thompson stuff. We need to get him back on. As, yeah. as soon as he's you know done with the season and he's available again, let's get him back on. He can talk about the Syracuse Crunch, talk about working with uh, you know the Tampa front offices a little bit more, and get a little more insight on the player perspective of the team. That would be awesome. But yeah, with the OHL, I mean, it sucks to have that happen. Uh, do you know if they're doing any extra eligibility? Because I know in the NCAA, they're adding a year of eligibility because 
you know, COVID is just a mess, which I think it's going to be a little bit harder to do in the OHL because you've got 16-year-olds. So obviously you don't really want 21, 22, 23-year-olds in there uh, playing against these 16-year-olds. But like without that, it, it kind of sucks for guys that are a little bit older. Yeah, I've heard nothing about any kind of extension. I can't imagine there is because of, the, as you kind of mentioned, the age difference. Because, uh, I mean, there's kids that are as young as 15 coming into the OHL. Not, not even exceptional status kids just because, you know, they're late birthdays, so they're still 15 until they turn 16, obviously. So uh, imagine a 15-year-old going against a 22-year-old. Like, it's it just, that's it, not doable. It, 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 it That just makes no sense in any realm, in any sport, in any industry, in anything, really. So it, it sucks. Something I don't know who I was talking about it with. What I, what I really hope the OHL does at this point, um, there's two things I want to talk about. I hope that the OHL, they just maybe they can do some sort of showcase where they can get anybody who's draft eligible who wants to participate, they can sign up, and they just kind of get put on random teams. Let them play three or four games or something just so there's just some tape from this year for these guys. Or um, I don't know who suggested it on Twitter. I apologize. It's one of the uh, prospect accounts that I follow. They said, what if, you know, in instead of these men's teams going to the world championships, what if they just took a bunch of draft eligible guys? Like, so like team Canada, you know, they get a bunch of OHL, WHL, QMJHL guys that are draft eligibles that are talented and send them over there. Cause what, I mean, what benefit does it do having like the adults playing the world championships right now? It really doesn't do much. The world championships isn't that important to the North America where it is in Europe. It's a pretty big thing. So just let the kids go, you know, let them get an opportunity to get some tape. What do you think? I love that. I love that idea. And I don't know the, certain scenarios for teams in the U.S., uh, junior teams in the U.S., or even across the the old pond uh, in Europe and Russia and all that. I don't know if, you know, everyone's been playing except for the OHL. Uh, if not, I think it'd be cool to have a whole world championship with all draft eligibles. I know you said uh, it's more of a European team, European thing, so, you know, they'd probably send their bigger boys, but if they came to an agreement where just all draft eligible players were able to hop into the tournament, even in Sweden, Finland, all that. I think that would be awesome. It'd be like another world junior championship, but obviously not. Um, And it would be a great showcase for all the players that really didn't have the ability to show what they were going to be able to do coming into their draft year or, you know, their second or third draft year, whatever it is. Uh, So I think that's a great idea. I, like you said, you don't really know who put it out there, but whoever you are, phenomenal idea. Yeah, hundred percent. And like we we kind of get it with the with the U18s. So like I get that. Like there's some draft eligible kids that are going to be in, in the U18s, but for the most part, it's like it's not. So like the the at least like North American teams, like the countries like USA and Canada, they, they should at least consider this hundred percent because it it would just be great and like it would look good for them too. It'd be good PR for them. I also feel like viewership goes up because. I don't know about you, but for me, when the World World Hockey Championship comes around, I, you know, I'll tune into some American games, but really, I'm just, uh, I'm sitting this one out, you know? I love the Olympics, I love World Junior, uh, World Juniors, uh, but this is every year, and it's players we already know, we already see all the time, and it's just, I don't know, it's during the summer, or the off-season, and just, like, I'm okay, Whereas if you bring in younger guys, guys that could be going into the NHL, guys that could be drafted, 
I'm pumped. Let me see. I want to see some of these guys. We don't know all of the names on these uh, on these teams, so let me see what they can do. It's just like World Juniors. Like we love watching it because we love seeing the young, talented kids shine and eventually become draft high draft prospects. Or if they're already been drafted, you know, you see guys like Trevor Zegras go off. So I think it'd be awesome. And like I was saying, right now. I'm really not someone who tunes into the world hockey championship too often. Yeah. It kind of depends for me when it's in Europe. I I watch it more, I think because more games are on during the daytime. Whereas, you know, North America, it's usually going on during NHL playoffs. I'm going to watch the NHL playoffs over the world championships. Obviously I'll still tune in. If there's a day game, if there's a night game, there's zero chance that that I'm, I'm watching. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chase, we will move on to hockey name of the day here. Um, for some, Oh wait, no, never mind. I thought I closed out my doc. I did not. So we're going to go click on this link. We got a link this time. Yeah, so this is, this is a little different. Um, you know, I, I was like, I could go a single name. But you know what? This U18 uh, US team, like, it, it, they, they got some all-time great names. I figured we, we just kind of mention them, talk about them, and just talk about this team as a, seg- a segment. It's, it's kind of a different approach, hockey name of the day. But I, I don't know. What, what, what do you think about this? I, I want you to pick out three names that you think I would have the most problem pronouncing. I'll say those three names. We'll see if I get them right for the hockey name of the day segment. And then we can talk about the national team as a whole. All right. Sounds good. So don't say their names, obviously. Yeah. Just tell me, you know, forward number whatever. Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so forward in column one, row four. It's a name I've said to you before. You should know. Forward column one, row four. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you want me to give you all three at one time? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the third goalie. Third goalie. And then the second defenseman on the left. Okay. So, first, we got Rucker. Um, gosh, I'm going to forget this last name. McGrordy. I think it's McGrordy. There you go. Rucker McGrordy. Uh, we'll go with the goalie next. We got Caden Bareko, silent M. Caden Bareko. Bareko, shoot. Okay. And then finally, the defenseman. We've got Aiden. Oof. <laughs> I feel like that's a silent H again, but are we going to have two silent letters? I'm going to go with it anyways. We'll go uh, Race Chuck. There you go. Yeah, so th- 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 this, is an, this is an all-time team name, which is really why I want to bring it up. Obviously, the three names we just mentioned, uh, you got two last names with silent letters to start. You have a goalie, Braden Holt. Uh, you, you got Braden Holt being in the NHL. What, what the hell are the odds of that? You've got Red Savage, Sasha Pastajov. You got Liam Gilmartin, Lane Hudson, uh, Roman Schmidt. I mean, it, it's just a fantastic group of names. The, this age group, so the U18s and the U17s for the U.S. are just some absolutely awesome names. Uh, you, you'll hear more about the U17 group coming up. I mean, a few of these kids are from the U17 team. Like McGordy, he's one of their superstars. Uh, they have a defenseman, Seamus Casey, who I was kind of hoping would get the call up, uh, but he did not. And another name I do want to mention here real quick, uh, Ryan St. Louis. Yes, that is Marty St. Louis' kid. Pretty cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool. And Chase, I'm actually happy that you didn't give me Sasha, because I think Sasha would have gave me the most trouble. Really? I know oh. you said his name already, but what is it? Posh? Pastajov? Pastajov. Pastajov. Yeah, I mean, he, he comes from a decent hockey family. He has two brothers. Um, one or both played in Michigan. One of them is already an Islanders draft pick. Sasha's going to be a first or second round draft pick, too. So, I mean, it's a decent hockey family. Yeah, for sure. And we even have Jack Hughes here. 
No, no, not not New Jersey's draft pick, Jack Hughes. For, I, for, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, there's two Jack Hughes's. Both are very good NH- or players. Like one's already an NHL player. This other Jack Hughes is going to be an NHL player. It's going to get very confusing. I don't remember who the hell it was, but someone created like a mock lineup for the New, New Jersey Devils where um, they had all the four Hugheses, even though three aren't related. This other Jack Hughes isn't related. And then they had, uh, who was the other defenseman? Well, which Jack Hughes isn't related? Well, this Jack Hughes isn't related. <laughs> and then, I, so it was so it was going to be um, Jack Hughes to Jack Hughes with Luke Hughes and Quinn Hughes on the D pair. And then there was another Jack that was playing forward. I don't remember was who it was. Was it Jack Quinn? Yeah, it was Jack Quinn. That's what it was. Yeah. And I was like, could you imagine that nightmare for a play-by-play caller? I would absolutely hate that. That's why I don't want to get into play-by-play. Because if for some reason that happened, it would be the most unfortunate thing in the world. But be so funny. that's going to do it for the episode, Chase. I think it was a pretty good one. Uh, we'll let the people know how to stay up to date with us. Um, and yeah, we'll just end it there. Yeah. Um, am I doing an outro? Okay, great. Um, if you guys <laughs> like to go on Patreon, Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. Obviously not required, but if, if you want to do it, you know, that'd be the swellest. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at Hockey Podnet, that's at Hockey Podnet. While you're at it, follow WNP on Twitter, at WNP Sports Pod, that's WNP Sports Pod. At Bolts Broadcast, you're going to get Tampa Lightning and General Hockey Talk. With the Hockey Podcast Network, you're going to find all the podcasts within the network. Uh, you, you can listen to a Red Wings podcast, a Blues podcast. You can listen to some of our generic podcasts, too, that aren't team-related. Then you can go follow WNP. I mean, you're going to get our football talk. You're going to be able to see our mock draft that's coming out. It's going to be pretty fun, so I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, but regardless, check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom. Click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever listening, rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns, and use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you next time.